0: Welcome to another episode of Corona Cold Reads, My Entertainment World's Answer to Social Isolation. Every Tuesday and Saturday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern, we're getting together on YouTube Live to broadcast a cold reading of a Shakespeare play. Our actors run the gamut from um, non-professional actors to some of the biggest names in uh, North American classical theater. Um, But what we all have in common is just a really genuine love of Shakespeare and In these uncertain, really genuinely scary times, um, what makes us feel better is getting together and listening to the text and exploring these stories together. So hopefully these episodes will bring you comfort as well and you'll enjoy them as much as we enjoyed recording them. Um, All of the videos are available on our YouTube channel, which you just search My Entertainment World. Um, as well as on our website, myentertainmentworld.ca, where you can find the full cast lists, um, as well as lots of other articles and all of our other content that we have going up all the time. Um, also, you should follow us on social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram. It's both myentworld, myentworld. Um, there you'll see be able to see highlights from all of the recordings, um, as well as you can get the links to watch us live, Um, But we also have all sorts of content created just specifically for those platforms. In addition to, um, that's where you can find links to all of our website content as well, which is myentertainmentworld.ca. Um, the videos do stay up after the live recording, so You can watch them after the fact, or you can catch the audio version in the podcast feed, um, which is you just search my entertainment world in, uh, iTunes. And there you'll find all of our different podcast series where we have the favorite series, the Shakespeare series, the nominee interview series, uh, Corona cold reads Corona movie club, season one, episode one, and the my entertainment world podcast. Um, tons of different things happening. It's never, there's never been a better time to subscribe to our podcast we have so much content happening right now um but you're here for corona cold reads for shakespeare um so these are cold reads for the most part uh, our actors did not have more than a day maybe two if they're lucky um to look over the text if they wanted to most of them didn't have the chance to so it is just them sitting down and reading it cold um, so you'll, you'll be able to hear that. There will be some rocky moments and sometimes when we may have to pause and um, wonder why somebody's got their Zoom on mute or you know how things happen. Um, we're all adjusting to these new technologies to cope with what we're going through right now. So I hope you enjoy our reading today is the tempest um which you're probably familiar with it's sort of one of those medium plays that's right behind the really really famous ones but it's produced fairly often and studied really often um so you're probably fairly familiar with it um basically we've got some uh sort of backstory drama uh with like court intrigue where um the duke or i think he was a duke um some you know nobleman of some kind i don't remember uh prospero is banished he's usurped by his brother um and he's banished to an island with just his daughter um and they he raises the daughter miranda by herself on this island and develops all these magical abilities um by reading a lot which is kind of like tempest has this sort of fun angle of like reading can open up all sorts of magical things in your life Um, there's so much about like the power lies in his texts um, which I feel like is Shakespeare maybe trying to tell us something Um, anyway so he has magical abilities and then there's a couple characters who live on the island, um, Ariel and Caliban who basically have been enslaved by um, Prospero there's a lot of like colonialist themes in this play as well uh, depending on how you cast those roles there's some really interesting things you can find in there um, and, uh, yeah, so th- th- that's sort of the, the population of the island and they've been, the, Miranda has been raised in total isolation. Then Prospero raises up, a uh, uh, Tempest, which is a storm and brings the nobles who wronged him and a few extras to the island, uh, for just kind of like hijinks, re revenge kind of things. And Miranda meets her first men who aren't her father. And, uh, the drunk and the clown get mixed up with caliban and just stuff happens and then some gods show up and uh yeah it's a crazy play um but this was a really fun read um our caliban is nicanor Campos. we are welcoming him back after he oh a bit of a break and uh this was scott garland the one he'd been in all of our plays but this was the one that he requested in the entire canon as he wanted to play ariel um and you'll see why uh, in this reading, so um, and we welcomed also Thomas Goff back as our Prospero, which is always a w- wonderful time to have Thomas with us. He was a wonderful Prospero. Um, so, I hope you enjoy the Tempest.
1: Boatswain, here, master. What cheer? A good. Speak to the mariners. Follow to it, yarly, or we run ourselves aground. Oh,
0: me star. Exit. Enter mariners.
1: Hey, my hearts! Cheerly, cheerly, my hearts! Yeah, yeah, take it the to top Tend to the master's whistle! Load it, I'll burst thy wind, if room enough.
0: Enter Alonso, Sebastian, Antonio, Ferdinand, Gonzalo, and others.
2: Good boatswain, have care! Where's the master? Play the men! I pray now, keep below... Where's the master boat swing? Do
1: you not hear him? Do you not hear him? You bar our labor. Keep your cabins, you do assist the storm.
3: Nay, good, be patient.
1: When the sea is, hence, what cares these roars for the name of king? To cabin, silence, trouble us not.
3: Good, yet remember whom thou hast aboard.
1: None that I love more than myself. You are a counsellor. If you can command these elements to silence and work the peace of the present, we will not hand a rope more. Use your authority. If you cannot, give thanks you have lived so long and make yourself ready in your cabin for the mischance of the hour, if it so happens. Cheerly, good heart. Out of our way, I say. Exit.
3: Ah, I have great comfort from this fellow. Methinks he hath no drowning mark upon him. His complexion is perfect gallows. Stand fast, good fate. To his hanging, make the rope of his destiny our cable, for our own doth little advantage. If he be not born to be hanged, our case is miserable.
0: Exent. Re-enter Boson.
1: Down with the topmast! Yarr! Yeah. Lower! Lower! Bring her to try with the main course!
0: A cry within.
1: Yarr! A plague upon this howling! They are louder than the weather of our office!
0: Re-enter Sebastian, Antonio, and Gonzalo.
1: Yet again, what do you what do you hear? Shall we give oar and drown? Have you a mind to sink?
4: A pox on your throat, you bawling, blasphemous, incharitable dog. Work you then. Hang cur hang you
5: horse son, insolent noisemaker. We are less afraid to be drowned than thou art.
3: I'll warrant him for drowning, though the ship were no stranger than a nutshell and as leaky as an unstanched wench.
1: Lay her a hold a hold. Set her two courses off to the sea again. Lay her off.
0: Enter mariners wet.
1: Allah, To prayers, prayers, to prayers, alas, alas. to prayers. What? Must our mouths be cold?
3: The king and prince at prayers. Let's assist them, for our case is as theirs. I'm out
4: of patience.
5: We are merely cheated of our lives by drunkards. This wide-chapped rascal would thou mightest lie drowning, the washing of ten tides.
3: No, oh, he'll be hanged yet, though every drop of water swear against it, and
0: gape at widest to glut him. A confused noise within. Farewell, brother! Farewell,
5: brother! brother! Farewell. Let's all sink with the king. Let's take leave of him. Thanks to Antonio and Sebastian.
3: Now would I give a thousand furlongs of sea for an acre of barren ground, long heath, brown firs, anything. The wills above be done, but I would fain die a dry death.
0: Excellent. Scene 2. The Island before Prospero's cell. Enter Prospero and Miranda.
6: If by your art, my dearest father, you have put the wild waters in this roar, allay them. The sky, it it seems, would pour down stinking pitch, but that the sea, mounting to the welkin's cheek, dashes the fire out. Oh, I have suffered with those that I saw suffer. A brave vessel who had, no doubt, some noble creature in her, dashed all to pieces. Oh, the cry did knock against my very heart. Poor souls, they perished. Had I been any god of power, I would have sunk the sea within the earth, or ere it should the good ship ha- so have swallowed and the frothing souls within her.
7: Be collected. no more amazement. Tell your piteous heart there's no harm done.
6: Oh, woe the day!
7: No harm. I have done nothing but in care of thee, of thee, my dear one, thee, my daughter. what thou art. Not knowing of whence I am, that I am more better than Prospero, master of a full poor cell, and I am no greater father.
6: More to know did never meddle with my me, thoughts.
7: This time I should inform thee, father. End thy hand and pluck my magic garment from me. So lie there, my art. Wipe thou thine eyes, have comfort. The direful spectacle of the wreck which touched the very virtue of compassion in thee, I have with such provision in mine art so safely ordered that there is no soul, no, not so much perdition as an betid to any creature in the vessel which thou heardst cry, which thou sawst sink. Sit down. For thou must now know, Father.
6: You have often begun to tell me what I am, but stopped and left me to a bootless inquisition, concluding, stay. Not yet.
7: The hours now come. The very minute bids thee ope thine ear. Obey and be attentive. Canst thou remember a time before we came under this shell? I do not think thou canst, for then thou wast not out three years old.
6: Certainly, sir, I can.
7: By what? By any other house or person? Of anything the image tell me that hath kept with thy remembrance?
6: Tis far off and rather like a dream than an assurance that my remembrance warrants. Had I not four or five women once that tended me?
7: Thou hadst, and more, Miranda. But how is it that this lives in thy mind? What seest thou else in the dark backward and abysm of time? If thou rememberst aught ere thou camest here, uh, how thou camest here thou mayest. But that I do not. Twelve years since, Miranda, twelve years since, thy father was the Duke of Milan, and the Prince of Power.
6: Sir, are not you my father?
7: My mother was a piece of virtue, and she said thou wast my daughter. And thy father was Duke of Milan, and thou his only heir and princess no worse issued.
6: Oh, the heavens! What foul play had we, that we came from thence? O blessed west we did.
7: Both, both, my girl. By foul play, as thou sayest, we were heaved thence, but blessedly hope hither.
6: Oh, my heart bleeds to think of the team that I have turned you to, from which is my remembrance. Please you, father.
7: My brother and thy uncle, called Antonio, I pray thee, mark me, that a brother should be so perfidious. He whom next thyself of all the world I loved and to him put the manager of my state as at that time through all the seniories, it was the first and Prospero the prime duke, being so reputed in dignity and for the liberal arts without a parallel, those being all my study, the government I cast upon my brother and to my state grew stranger, being transported and wrapped in secret studies. Thy false uncle, dost thou attend me? Sir, most heedfully. Being once perfected how to grant suits, how to deny them, who to advance, who to trash for overtopping, new created the creatures that were mine. I say, or changed them, or else new formed them, having both the key of officer and office, set all hearts of the state to what tune pleased his ear, that now he was the ivy which had hid my princely trunk and sucked my verdure out on't. Thou attendst not,
6: Good, sir, I do. Well, I pray
7: thee, mark me. I, thus neglecting worldly ends, all dedicated to closeness and the bettering of my mind with that which, by being so retired or prized all popular rate, in my false brother awaked an evil nature. And my trust, like a good parent, did beget of him a falsehood in its contrary, as great as my trust was, which has indeed no limit, a confidence sans bound. He being thus lorded, not only with what my revenue yielded, but what my power might else exact, like one who, having into truth by telling of it, made such a sinner of his memory to credit his own lie, he did believe he was indeed the duke. Out of the substitution and executing the outward face of royalty, with all prerogative, hence his ambition growing, uh, Dost thou hear?
6: Your tale, sir, would cure deafness.
7: You know, to have no screen between this part he played, and deeds will be absolute millen. me, poor man, my library was dukedom large enough of temporal royalties, he thinks me now incapable, confederates so dry was he to sway with the king of Naples, to give him annual tribute, do him homage, subject his current to his crown, bend the dukedom yet unbowed, oh, alas, poor millen. The most ignoble stooping.
6: Oh, the heavens.
7: Mark his condition and the event. Then tell me if this might be a brother.
6: I should sin to think but nobly of my grandmother. Good wombs have borne bad sons.
7: Now, the condition. The king of Naples, being an enemy to me inveterate, hearkens my brother's suit which was that he, in lieu of the premises of homage, and I know not how much tribute, should presently extirpate me and mine out of the dukedom, and confer fair Millen with all the honours on my brother. Whereon a treacherous army levied, one midnight fated to the purpose, did Antonio open the gates of Millen, and, at the dead of darkness, the ministers for the purpose hurried thence me and thy crying self. Alack, for pity,
6: I not remembering how I cried out then. Will cry, cry it o'er again, there's a hint that wrings mine eyes to it.
7: Hear a little further, and then I'll bring thee to the present business, which now upon us, without which this story were most impertinent.
6: Wherefore did they not that hour destroy us?
7: Well demanded, wench, my tale provokes that question. Dear, they durst not, so dear the love my people bore me. Nor set a mark so bloody on the business, but with colours fairer painted their foul deeds. In few they hurried us aboard a bark, bore us some leagues to sea, where they prepared a rotten carcass of a boat, not rigged, nor tackled, sailed nor mast, the very rats instinctively had quit it. And there they hoist us to cry to the sea that roared to us, To sigh to the winds whose pity sighing back again did us but loving wrong. Calac-
6: what trouble was I then to
7: you? Oh, what charmer thou wast that did preserve me! That its smile, infused with a fortitude from heaven, when I have decked the sea with drops full salt under my burthen groaned, which raised me, erased in me an undergoing stomach to bear up against what should ensue. How
6: came we? How came we ashore?
7: By providence divine. Some food we had and some fresh water that a noble Neapolitan, Gonzalo, out of his charity, being then appointed master of this design, did give us, with rich garments, linens, stuffs, and necessaries which since have steaded much. So of his gentleness, knowing I loved my books, he furnished me from mine own library with the volumes that I prize above my dukedom.
6: What I might but ever see that man.
7: Now I arise...
0: Resumes his mantle.
7: Sit still and hear the last of our sea sorrow. Here in this island we arrived, and here have I, thy schoolmaster, made thee more profit than other princesses can uh, that have more time for vainer hours and tutors, not so careful.
6: Heavens thank you for it. And now, I pray you, sir, for still tis beating in my mind, your reason for raising this sea storm?
7: No, thus far forth. By accident, most strange, bountiful fortune, now, my dear lady, hath mine enemies brought to this shore, and by my prescience, I find my zenith doth depend upon the most auspicious star whose influence, if now I court not, but omit my fortunes will ever after droop here uh, cease more questions, thou art inclined to sleep; Is a good dallamas, give it way. I know thou canst not choose. Miranda sleeps. Come away, servant, come. I'm ready now. Approach my ariel. Come. Enter ariel.
8: All hail, great master. Grave sir, hail. I come to answer thy best pleasure, be it to fly, to swim, to drive into fire, to ride on the curled clouds to thy strong-bidden task. Ariel and all is quality.
7: Hast thou spirit performed to point the tempest that I bade thee?
8: To every article. I boarded the king's ship, now to beak, now to waste, the deck in every cabin I flamed amazement. Sometime I divided. And burn in many places on the topmast, the yards and the bow spirit, would I flame distinctly. Then meet and join. Jove's lightning, the precursors of the dreadful thunder, claps, more momentary and out of running. Were not the fire and cracks of sulfurous roaring, the most mighty Neptune seemed to besiege and make his bold waves tremble. Yea. His dread part tried and shake.
7: My brave spirit. Who was so firm, so
8: constant, that this toil, this coil, could not infect his reason? Not a soul, but felt a fever of the mud and played some tricks of desperation. All but mariners plunged in the foaming brine and quit the vessel. Ah, and then all fire with me. The king's son, Ferdinand, with hair up staring, Then... Like reeds, not hair. Was the first man that leapt? Cried, "Yar, hell is empty and the devils are here." That's my spirit. But was not this nigh sure? Oh, close by, my master. But are they, are they all safe? Not a hair perished. On their sustaining garments, not a blemish. But fresher than before. Eh? And as thou badest me in troops, I have uh, dispersed them about the isle. The king's son have I landed by himself, whom I left cooling off of the air with sighs in an odd angle of the isle, and sitting his arms in his sad knot.
7: Of the king's ship, the mariners, say how thou hast disposed, and and all the rest of the fleet.
8: Safely in harbour. Is the king's ship in the deep nook where once... (laughs) Thou call'st me up at the midnight a fellow do from the stool Vexpermose, eh? <laughs> there she said The mariners all under arches stowed, who, with a charm joined to their suffered labour, I have left asleep for the rest of the fleet, <laughs> and are upon the Mediterranean float bound sadly for Naples, my boy Soundin' that they saw the king shipwrecked, and this great person perish." Well, my
7: charge exactly is performed, but there's more work. What's the time of the day?
8: Uh, Past the mid-season.
7: At least two glasses. The time to six and now must by us both be spent most preciously.
8: Ahem. Ah, is there more toil? (sighs) Since thou dost give me pains, let me remember thee what thou hast promised which has not yet performed me.
7: Oh, now, moody, what is thou, canst the man? <laughs> uh,
8: my liberty? Before the time be out no more. I pretty, remember, I have done thee wordy service. Told thee no lies, made thee no mistakens, served without or grudge or grumblings. Thou didst promise to bait me up for a full year.
7: Dost thou forget from what a torment I did free thee? No. Thou dost, and think'st it much to tread the ooze of the salt deep, to run upon the sharp wind of the north, to do me business in the veins of the earth when tis baked with frost.
8: I do not, sir. Thou liest, malignant thing.
7: Hast thou forgot? The foul witch Sycorax, who with age and envy was grown into a hoop, hast thou forgot her?
8: No, sir. Thou hast. Where was she born? Speak, tell me. Sir, in Angers. Oh,
7: was she so. I must once in a month recount what thou hast been, which thou forgetst. This damned witch Sycorax... For mischief's manifold and sorceries terrible to enter human hearing, from Argyr thou knowest, was banished. For one thing she did, they would not take her life. Is not this true? Aye, sir. This blue-eyed hag was hither brought with child, and here was left by the sailors. Thou, my slave, as thou reportst thyself, was then her servant. And for thou wast a spirit too delicate to act her earthy and abhorred commands, refusing her grand hests. She did confine thee, by help of her more potent ministers, and in her most unmitigable rage, into a cloven pine, within which rift imprisoned thou did painfully remain a dozen years, within which space she died and left thee there, where thou didst vent thy groans as fast as mill strike. This island, save for the sun that she did litter here, a freckled well, hag not honoured with a human shape
8: Yes, Caliban, her son Dull thing
7: I say so He, that Caliban, whom now I keep in service Thou best know'st what torment I did find thee And thy groans did make wolves howl And penetrate the breasts of ever-angry bears It was a torment to lay upon the damned Which Sigrid's could not again undo It was mine art when I arrived and heard thee That made gate the pine and let thee out
8: I thank thee, master.
7: If thou more murmurst, I will rend an oak and peg thee in his knotty entrails, till thou hast howled away twelve winters.
8: Pardon, master. I will be correspondent to command and do my spiriting gently.
7: Do so. And after two days, I will discharge thee.
9: That's my
8: noble master, eh? Oh, <laughs> what shall I do? Say what? What shall I do? Oh? Go make thyself like a
7: nymph of the sea. Be subject to no sight but thine and mine, invisible to every eyeball else. Go take this shape and hither come it. Go, hence, with diligence.
0: Exit Ariel.
7: Awake, dear heart, awake. Thou hast slept well. Awake.
6: Oh. The strangeness of your story put heaviness in me.
7: Shake it off. Come on, we'll visit mm-hmm. Caliban, my slave, who never yields us kind answer. Is a villain, sir. I do not love to look on. But, as tis, we cannot miss him. He does make our fire, fetch in our wood, and serves in offices that profit us. What else, slave? Caliban, Thou art thou, speak! There's wood enough within. Come forth, I say. There's other business for thee. Come, thou tortoise. When? Ariel, <clears throat> Like a water nymph. Fine apparition. My quaint Ariel, hark in thine ear. My lord, that shall be done. Exit. Thou poisonous slave got by the devil himself upon thy wicked dam. Come forth. Enter Caliban.
9: <laughs> As... Wicked dew, as ever my mother brushed with raven's feather from unwholesome fen,
7: drop on you both, southwest, blow
9: on ye, and blister you all o'er.
7: For this be sure, tonight thou shalt have cramps side-stitches that shall pen thy breath up, urchins shall for that vast of night that they may work all exercise on thee. Thou shalt be pinched as thick as honeycomb, each pinch more stinging than bees that maim them. I must
9: eat my... De- this island's mine, my sycorax, my mother, which thou takest from me. When thou camest first, thou strokest me, and made much of me wouldst give me water with, with berries in, and teach me how to name the bigger light and, and how the less that burn by day and night. And then I loved thee and showed thee all the qualities of the isle, the fresh springs, brine pits, barren place and fertile, she cursed be I that did sow all the charms of Sycarax toads, beetles, bats, light on you. For I am all the subjects that you have, which first was mine own king. And here you sty me in this hard rock, whilst you do keep from me the rest of the island.
7: Most lying slave, whom stripes may move, not kindness, I have used thee, filth as thou art, with human care, and lodged thee in mine own cell till thou didst seek to violate the honor of my child.
10: Oh, oh.
9: would it had been done, thou didst prevent me. I had peopled else this isle with Caliban,
7: abhorred slave, which any print of goodness will not take, being capable of all ill, I pitied thee, took pains to make thee speak, taught thee each hour one thing or another. well <laughs> thou didst savage, know thine own meaning, but wouldst gabble like a thing most brutish, I endowed thy purposes with words, and made them known, but thy vile race. Though thou didst learn had that in which good natures could not abide to be with, therefore wast thou deservedly confined into this rock who hadst deserved more than a prison.
9: Yeah, you taught me language. And my prophet aunties, I know how to curse. The red plague rid you for learning me your language.
7: seed, hence. <clears throat> Fetch us in fuel and be quick thou best, to answer other business. Shrug'st thou malice? If thou neglect'st or dost unwillingly what I command, I'll rack thee with old cramps, fill all thy bones with raw beasts shall tremble at thy din. Oh,
9: pray thee, I must obey. His art is of such power, it would control my dams, God, set make a vassal of him.
7: So, slave, hence! Exit Caliban.
0: Re enter Ariel, invisible, playing and singing, Ferdinand following.
8: Come unto these yellow sands, and then take hands. Courtesied when you haven't kissed the wild waves, whist. Put it feety here and there, and swept sprites the burthen bear, hark, hark, The watchdog's bark, hark, hark, I hear a strain of shutting, to clear cry, cock, a doo.
11: this music be in the air or the earth? It sounds no more, and sure it waits upon some god of the island. Sitting on a bank, weeping again the king my father's wreck, this music crept by me upon the waters, allaying both their fury and my passion with its sweet air. Thence I've followed it, or it hath drawn me rather, but tis gone. No, it begins again.
8: Full of five, thy father lies. All of his bones are coral made. Those are pearls that were his eyes. nothin of him that doth fade. But doth suffer a sea change into something rich and strange. Seen him zally ring his bell. Ding dong. Hark, now I heard him. Ding dong bell.
11: The ditty does remember my drowned father. This is no mortal business, nor no sound that the earth owes. I hear it above me.
7: The fringed curtains of thine eye advance, and say what thou seest beyond. What is it? A spirit? Lord,
6: how it looks about. Believe me, sir, it carries a brave... Warm But 'tis a spirit.
7: No, witch. It eats and sleeps, and hath such senses as we have such. This gallant which thou seest was in the wreck, and but he's something stained with grief that's beauty's canker, thou mightst call him a goodly person. He hath lost his fellows and strays about to find them.
6: I might call him a thing divine for nothing natural i ever saw so noble
7: it goes on i see as my soul prompts it spirit fine spirit i'll free thee within two days for this
11: most sure the goddess on whom these heirs attend or oh, vouchsafe my prayer may know if you remain upon this island and that you will some good instruction give how i may bear me here my prime request, which I do last pronounce, is, Oh, you wonder if you be made or no. No
6: wonder, sir. But certainly a maid.
11: My language. Heavens! I am the best of them that speak this speech, Were I but where tis spoken. How?
7: The best? What wert thou if the king of Naples heard thee?
11: A single thing, as I am now, that wonders to hear thee speak of Naples. He does hear me, and that he does, I weep. Myself am Naples, who with mine eyes, never since at ebb, beheld the king my father wrecked.
10: Alack
6: for mercy.
11: Yes, faith and all his lords, the Duke of Milan and his brave son being twain.
7: The Duke of Milan and his more braver daughter could control thee if now twere fit to do it. At the first sight they have changed eyes. Delicate Ariel, I'll set thee free for this. Uh, a word, good sir, I fear you have done yourself some wrong. A, a word.
6: Why speaks my father so urgently? This is the third man that e'er I saw, the first that e'er I sighed for. Pity move my father to be inclined in my way.
11: Oh, if a virgin and your affection not gone forth, I'll make you the queen of naples.
7: Soft, sir, uh, one word more. They are both in either's powers, but this swift business I must uneasy make, lest too light winning make the prize light. One word more. I charge thee that thou attend me. Thou dost here usurp the name thou owest not, and hast put thyself upon this island as a spy to win it from me, the lord ought.
11: No, as I am a man.
6: There's nothing ill can dwell in such a temple. If the ill spirit have so fair a house, good things will strive to dwell it.
7: Follow me. Speak not you for him. He's a traitor. Come, I'll manacle thy neck and feet together. Sea water thou shalt drink, thy food shall be the fresh brook-mussels, withered roots and husks, wherein the acorn cradled. Follow.
11: No, I will resist such entertainment till mine enemy has more power.
0: Draws in his charmage from moving. Oh, dear father,
6: make not too rash a trial of him, for he's gentle and and
7: not fearful. What? I say my foot, my tutor. Put thy sword up, traitor, who makes a show but dares not strike. Thy conscience is so possessed with guilt. Come from thy wand, for I can here disarm thee with this stick and make thy weapon drop.
6: I beseech you, father.
7: Hence, hang not on my garments. Sir, have pity. I'll be his surety. Silence! One word more shall make thee chide thee, if not hate thee. What an advocate for an impostor! Of six there is no more such shapes as he, having seen but him and Caliban? Foolish wench! To the most of men this is a Caliban, and they to him are angels.
6: My affections are then most humble. I have no ambition to see a goodlier man.
7: Come on, obey. Thy nerves are in their infancy again, and have no vigor in them.
11: So they are. My spirits, as in a dream, are all bound up, My father's loss, the weakness which I feel, to wreck of all my friends, nor this man's threats, to whom I am subdued, are but light to me. Might I but through my prison once a day behold this maid. All corners else of the earth let liberty make use of. Space enough have I in such a prison.
1: It works. Come on. Thou hast done well,
7: fine Ariel. Follow me. Hark, what thou else shall do me.
6: Be of comfort. My My father's of a better nature, sir, than he appears by speech. This is
7: unwanted which now come from him. Thou shalt be free as mountain winds, but then exactly do all points of my command.
8: To the syllable.
7: Come, follow. Speak not for him.
0: Exent. Act two, scene one, another part of the island. Enter Alonzo, Sebastian, Antonio, Gonzalo, Adrian, Francisco, and others.
3: Beseech you, sir, be merry. You have cause, so have we all, of joy. For our escape is much beyond our loss. Our hint of woe is common. Every day, some sailor's wife, the masters of some merchant, and the merchant have just our theme of woe. But for the miracle. I mean, our preservation. Few in millions can speak like us. Then, wisely, good sir, weigh our sorrow
4: with our comfort. Give peace. He receives comfort like cold porridge. The visitor will not give him more so. Look, he's winding up the watch of his wit. By and by, we'll strike. Sir. One, tell. When every grief is
3: entertained that's offered, Comes to the entertainer, a dollar. Dollar comes to him. Indeed, you have spoken truer than
4: you purposed. You have taken it wiselier than I meant you should. Therefore, my lord.
5: Ay, what a spendthrift he is of his tongue! I prithee, spare. Well, I have done, but yet. Which we'll of talking. he, which of he or Adrian, for good wager, first begins to crow? The old cock. The cock girl.
4: Done. The wager? A laughter. A match.
12: Though this island seemed to be desert. desert.
4: <laughs> so you're paid.
12: Uninhabitable and almost inaccessible. Yet. Yet.
5: He could not mist.
12: It must needs be of subtle, tender, and delicate temperance.
4: Temperance was a delicate wench. Aye, and a subtle, as he most learnedly delivered.
12: The air breathes upon us here most sweetly.
4: As if it had lungs and rotten ones. Or as twere perfumed by a fen. Here is everything advantageous to life. True, save means to live. Of that there's none, or little. How lush and lusty the grass looks, how green! The ground, indeed, is toddy. With an eye of green in it. He misses, not much. No, he doth mistake the truth totally.
5: But the rarity of it is, which
3: is indeed almost beyond credit.
4: As many vouched rarities are.
3: That our garments, being as they were, drenched in the sea, bold notwithstanding their freshness and glosses, being rather new dyed than stained with salt water.
4: If one but of his pockets could speak, would it not say he lies? I, or very falsely, po- falsely pocket up his report.
3: Methinks well, our garments are now as fresh as when we put them on first in Africa, at the marriage of the king's fair daughter Clarabel to the king of Tunis.
4: Twas a sweet marriage, and we prosper well in our return.
12: Tunis was never graced before with such a paragon to their queen.
4: Not since Widow Dido's
5: time. Widow, a pox of that. How came that widow in, Widow Dido?
4: What if he had said, "Widower Aeneas, too, good lord? How, how you take it?
12: Widow Dido, said you. You make me study of that. She was of Carthage, not of Tunis.
4: This Tunis,
3: sir, was Carthage. Carthage? I assure you,
4: Carthage. His word is more than than the miraculous harp. He hath raised the wall and houses too.
5: What impossible matter will he make easy next?
4: I think he will carry this island home in his pocket and give it his son for an apple.
5: Oh, and, and sowing the kernels of it in the sea, bring forth more islands. Aye. Why in good time?
3: Sir, we were talking that our garments
4: seem now as fresh
3: as when we were at Tunis at the marriage of your daughter, who is now queen.
5: And the rarest that e'er came there.
4: Bait, I beseech you, Widow Dido.
5: Oh, Widow Dido, aye, Widow Dido. Is
3: not, sir, my doublet as fresh as the first day I wore it? I mean, in a sort.
5: That sort was well fished for.
3: When I wore it at your daughter's marriage?
2: Cram these words into mine ears against the stomach of my sense. Would I have never married my daughter there? For coming thence, my son is lost, and in my rage, she too, Who is so far from Italy removed, I ne'er again shall see her. O thou, mine heir of Naples and of Milan, What strange fish hath made his meal on thee?
12: Sir, he may live. I saw him beat the surges under him and ride upon their backs. He trod the water, whose he flung aside and breasted the surge most swollen that met him, his bold head above the contentious waves he kept, and oared himself with his good arms in lusty stroke to the shore that o'er his wave-worn basis bowed, as stooping to relieve him. I not doubt he came alive to land. No, no,
2: he's gone.
4: Sir, you may thank yourself for this great loss. That would not bless our Europe with your daughter, but rather lose her to an African for she at least is banished from your eye, who hath cause to wet the grief on it. For thee peace. You were kneeled to and important otherwise by all of us, and the fair soul herself weighed between loath- loathness and obedience, at which end, oh, the beam should bow. We have lost your son, I fear, forever. Milan and Naples have no more widows in them of this business-making, and we bring men to comfort them. The faults your own so
2: is the dearest of the
4: loss
2: my
3: lord sebastian the truth you speak doth lack some gentleness and time to speak it in you rub the sore when you should bring the plaster very well
5: most chagurianly
3: it is foul weather in us all good sir when you are cloudy foul weather
4: very foul
3: had i plantation of this isle my lord
4: He
5: slowed with nettle seed,
4: or ducks, or mallows. And were the king on it, what would I do? Escape being drunk for want of wine. In the Commonwealth,
3: I would by contraries execute all things, for no kind of traffic would I admit. No name of magistrate, letters should not be known, riches, poverty, and the use of service, none. Contract, succession, born, bound of land, tilth, vineyard, none. No use of metal corn or wine or oil, no occupation, all men idle, all, and one too, but innocent and pure, no sovereignty. Yet he would be king on it.
5: The latter end of his commonwealth begets the beginning.
3: All things in common nature should produce without sweat or endeavor. Treason, felony, sword, pike, knife, gun, or need of any engine would I not have. But nature should bring force of its own kind, all foison, all abundance, to feed my innocent people.
4: No marrying amongst his subjects. None, man, all idle, whores and knaves.
3: I would with such perfection govern, sir, to excel the golden age.
4: God save his majesty.
3: Long live Gonzalo. And uh, do you mark me, sir?
2: Prithee, no more, thou dost talk nothing to me. I do well
3: believe your highness, and did it to minister occasion to these gentlemen, who are of such sensible and nimble lungs that they always used to laugh at nothing.
5: Twas you we laughed at.
3: Who in this kind of merry fooling am nothing to you, so you may continue and laugh at nothing still.
4: What a blow was there given. And it had not fallen flat long.
3: You were gentlemen of brave metal. You would lift the moon out of her sphere if she would continue in it five
4: weeks without changing.
0: Enter Ariel, invisible, playing solemn music.
4: We would sow, and then go a bat-fowl.
3: Nay,
5: good my lord, be not angry.
3: No, I warrant you, I will not adventure my discretion so weakly. Will you laugh me asleep, for I am very heavy.
1: Go sleep, and hear us.
0: All sleep except Alonzo, Sebastian, and
2: Antonio. What, all asleep so soon, uh, soon, asleep? I wish mine eyes would with themselves shut up my thoughts. I find they are inclined to do so.
4: Please you, sir, do not omit the heavy offer on it. It seldom visits sorrow when it doth. It is a comfort.
5: We too, my lord, will guard your persons while you take rest and watch your safety. Thank you. Wondrous heavy.
4: Hmm. What a strange oh. drowsiness possesses them.
5: It is the quality of the climate.
4: Why, doth it not then our eyelids sink? I find not myself disposed to sleep.
5: Nor I. My spirits are nimble. They fell together all as by consent. They dropped as by a thunderstroke. What might, worthy Sturbashian, oh, what might? No more. Yet methinks I see it in thy face what thou shouldst be. The occasion speaks thee, and my strong imagination sees a crown dropping upon thy head.
4: What, art thou waking?
5: Do you not hear me speak?
4: I do. And surely it is a sleepy language, and, and thou speakest out of thy sleep. What is it thou dost say? This is a strange repose, to be asleep with eyes wide open, standing, speaking, moving, and yet so fast asleep.
5: Noble Sebastian, thou let'st thy fortune sleep, die, rather, winkst while thou art waking.
4: Thou dost snore distinctly. There is meaning in thy snores.
5: I am more serious than my custom. You must be too, if heed me which to
4: do trembles the o'er. Well, I am standing water. I'll teach you how to flow. Do so, to ebb, hereditary, sloth instructs me. Oh, if you but knew
5: how you the purpose cherish while thou you mockest, how in stripping it you invest more it, Eb- ebbing men indeed most often do so near the bottom run by their own fear or sloth.
4: Prithee, say on, the settling of thine eye and cheek proclaim a matter from thee, and a birth indeed, which, th- which throws thee much to yield. Thus, sir,
5: although this lord of weak remembrance, this who shall be of as little memory when he is earthed, hath here almost persuade; for he is a spirit of persuasion, only professes to persuade, the king his sons alive. Tis an impossible that he is undrowned and that he sleeps here swims.
4: I have no hope that he is undrowned.
5: Oh, out of that no hope, what great hope have you? No hope that way is another way so high a hope that even ambition cannot pierce a wink beyond, but doubt discovery there. Will you grant with me that Ferdinand is drowned? He's gone. Then tell me, who is the next heir of Naples?
4: Clarabel. She
5: that is queen of Tunis. She that dwells ten leagues beyond man's life. She that from Naples can have no note unless the sun were post. The man in moon is too slow. Tis newborn chins be rough and reasonable. She that from whom? We all were sea-swallowed, though some cast again, and by destiny to perform an act whereof what's past is prologue. What's to common you and my discharge?
4: What stuff is this? How say you? Tis true, my brother's daughter's queen of Tunis. So is she heir of Naples. Twixt which regions there is some space? A
5: space whose every cubit seems to cry out, How shall Clarabel measure us back to Naples? Keep in Tunis and let Sebastian wake. Say, this were death that now has seized them. Why? They were no worse than they are now. There be that can rule Naples as well as he that sleeps. Lord, that can prate and amply, and unnecessarily as this Gonzalo, I myself can make a chow of as deep chat. Oh, that you bore the mind that I do. What a sleep were this for your advancement. Do you understand me?
4: Methinks I do.
5: And how does your content tender your own good fortune?
4: I remember. You did supplant your brother, Prospero.
5: True. And look how well my garments sit upon me. Much beater than before, my brother's servants were then my fellows. Now they are my men.
4: But for your conscience.
5: Aye, sir, what lies that? If it were a kid, t'would put me in my slipper. But I feel not this deity in my bosom, twenty consciences that stand me in Milan. Candied be thy, and melt ere they molest. Here lies your brother, no better than the earth he lies upon. If he were that which now he's like that's dead, whom I, with this obedient steel three inches of it, can lay to bed forever, while you, doing thus to the perpetual wink, for I might put this ancient morsel, this sir prudence who should not upbraid our course for all the rest they'll take suggestion as a cat laps milk they'll tend the clock to any business that we say befits the hour
4: thy case dear friend shall be my precedent as thou gotst milan i'll come by naples draw thy sword one stroke shall free thee from the the tribute which thou prayest and i the king shall love thee
5: draw together And when I rear my hand, do you the like to fall it on Gonzalo.
4: Oh, but but one word.
5: They talk apart. Re-enter Ariel, invisible.
8: My master, through his art, foresees the danger that you his friend are in and sends me forth, for else his project dies to keep them living. Sing in fellow's ear. While you here do snore and lie open eyed conspiracy his time doth take If of life you keep a care shake off slumber and beware awake awake And let us both be sudden Now good angels preserve the king
2: They wake Ah oh. Why how now Ho awake Why are you drawn? Wherefore this ghastly looking? What's the matter?
4: Whilst we stood here securing your repose, even now we heard a hollow burst of bellowing like bulls, or rather lions. Did not wake you? It struck my ear most terribly.
5: I heard nothing. Oh, t'was a din to fright a monster's ear, to make an earthquake. Sure, it was the, the roar of a whole herd of lions. Heard you this, Gonzalo?
3: Upon mine honour, sir, I heard a humming, and that a strange one, too, which did awake me. I shaked you, sir, and cried. As mine eyes opened, I saw their weapons drawn. There was a noise, that's verily. Tis best we stand upon our guard, or that we quit this place. Let's draw our weapons.
2: Lead off this ground, and let's make further search for my poor son.
3: Heavens keep him from these beasts. For he is, sure, in the
2: island. plead away.
8: Prospero, my lord, shall know what I have done. So, king, go safely on to seek thy son.
0: Exent. Scene two, another part of the island. Enter Caliban with a burden of wood, a noise of thunder heard.
9: <clears throat> <clears throat> All the infections that the sun sucks up from bogs, fens, flats, on Prosper Fall, and make him by inchmeal a disease. <laughs> Spirits hear me, and yet I needs must curse, but they'll, they'll nor pinch, fright me with urchin shows, to pitch me in the mire. Nor lead me like a firebrand in the dark out of my way, unless he bid For every trifle are they set upon me, sometimes like apes that mow and chatter at me, and after bite me. Then like hedgehogs which lie tumbling in my barefoot way and not there <laughs> pricks at my footfall. Sometime am I all wound with adders who with cloven tongues hiss me into madness. Lo, 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 now, lo! Here comes a spirit of his, and to torment me for bringing wood home slowly. I'll fall flat. Perchance he will not mind me.
13: (laughs) Here's neither bush nor shrub to bear off any weather at all. And another storm brewing. I hear it sing of the wind, yon same black cloud, yon huge one, looks like a foul bombard that would shed his liquor. If it should thunder as it did before, I know not where to hide my head. Yon same cloud cannot choose but fall by pale folds. What have we here? A man or a fish? Dead or alive? A fish, he smells like a fish. A very ancient and fish-like smell. A kind of not of the newest, poor John, strange fish. Were I in England now, as once I was, and had but this fish painted, not a holiday fool there, but would give a piece of silver. There would this monster make a man. Any strange beast there makes a man. When they will not give a doit to relieve a lame beggar, they will lazy out 10 to see a dead Indian light like a man and his fins like arms, warm on my troth, I do now let loose my opinion, hold it no longer. This is no fish, but an Islander that hath lately suffered by a thunderbolt.
0: Thunder.
13: Alas, the storm has come again. My best way is to creep under his gabardine there is no other shelter hereabouts. Misery acquaints a man with strange bedfellows. I will hear shroud till the dregs of the storm be past.
0: Enters Stefano
14: singing a
0: bottle in his hand.
14: I shall no more to see to see. Shall I die ashore? This is a scurvy tune to sing at a man's funeral. Well, is my comfort. <clears throat> the master, the swab of the boatswain, and I, the gunner and his mate, loved Mal, Meg, and Marion, and Marjorie, but none of us cared for Kate, for she had a tongue with a tang, would cry to a sailor, Go ang! She loved not the savour of tar nor of pitch, yet a tailor might scratch her where she did itch. And just say, boys, and let her go hang. Eh, this is a scurvy tune too, but here's my comfort. Ow, do not torment me! Oh,
10: oh, oh!
14: What's the matter? Have we devils here? Do you put tricks upon with savages and men of India? Have not escaped drowning to be afeard now of your four legs? For it has been said, as proper a man as ever went on four legs cannot make him give ground, and it shall be said so again while Stephano breathes at his nostrils.
9: The spirit torments me! This is some
14: monster of the isle with four legs who hath got it is! I take it, nag you! Where the devil should he learn our language? I, I, will, I will give him some relief, if it be but for that. If I can uh, recover him and keep him tame and get to Naples with him, while he's a present for any emperor that air trod on needs leather.
9: Oh Do not torment me, prithee, I'll bring my wood home faster. Ow, 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 ow. Oh, he's a fit now.
14: Does not talk after the wisest. You shall taste of my bottle. If he have never drunk wine afore, and will go never to remove his fit, I can recover him and keep him tame. You'll not take too much for him. He shall pay for him that help him in that soundly.
9: Thou dost, thou dost me yet but little hurt. Oh, thou wilt anon. I know it by thy trembling. Now prosper works upon thee. Oh, come on your
14: ways. Open mm. your mouth. Open your mouth. Is that? We'll give language to you, cat. Yee. Open your mouth. <laughs> this will shake your shaking. I can tell you that insoundly. soundly, and you cannot tell who's your friend. Open your chops again.
13: Oh, that voice. It should be But he is drowned, and these are devils Oh, defend me.
14: Four legs and two voices A most delicate monster. His forward voice now is to speak well of his friend. His backward voice is to utter foul speeches and detract. If all the wine in my bottle will recover him, I'll help his ague. Come, amen, I will pour more in thy mouth. Stefano! does thy other mouth call me. Mercy, mercy, this is the devil and no monster. I will leave him and have a long spoon.
13: Stefano, if thou beest Stefano, touch me and speak to me, for I am Trinculo. Be not afeard, Thy good friend, Trinculo.
14: If thou beest, Trinculo, come forth. I'll pull thee by the lesser legs. And if any be Trinculo's legs, these are they. Oh, thou very Trinculo, indeed! How camest thou to be the siege of this moon-calf? Can he vent, Trinculo?
13: I took him to be killed with a thunder stroke. But art thou not drowned, Stefano? <laughs> I hope now thou art not drowned. Is the storm overblown? I hid me under the dead mooncalf scabardine for fear of the storm. And art thou living, Stefano? Oh, Stefano, two Neapolitan scape.
14: <laughs> oh, Prithee, do not turn me about. My stomach is not constant.
9: These be fine, things. And if they be not sprites, that's a brave, brave god and bears celestial liquor. I will kneel to him.
14: How'd thou escape? How camest thou hither? Swear by this bottle how thou camest hither. I escaped upon a butt of sack which the sailors heaved aboard by this bottle which I made of the bark of a tree with mine own hands since I was cast ashore.
9: I'll swear upon that bottle to be thy true subject, for the liquor is not earthly. <laughs>
14: Here, swear then how thou escapest. Swum
13: ashore man like a duck. I can swim like a duck, I'll be sworn.
14: <laughs> Here, kiss the book. Thou can't swim like a duck, thou art made like a goose.
13: Oh, Stefano, hast any more of
14: this? The whole butt, man. My cellar is in a rock by the seaside where my wine is hid. Oh, and now, mooncalf, how dost thou nag you?
9: Ah, hast. Thou not dropped from heaven
14: Out of the Moon, I dare assure thee. If I was the man in the moon when time was Oh
9: I have seen thee in her and I adore. Adore thee. My mistress showed me thee uh, and and thy dog and and, and, and thy bush. (laughs) Come,
14: swear to that. Kiss the book. I will furnish it anon with new constance. Swear.
13: this good light, this is a very shallow monster. I, afeard of him, A very weak monster. The man of the moon. A most credulous monster. Well drawn
9: monster. In good (laughs) sooth. I'll show thee every fertile inch of the island. And and I will uh, kiss thy foot. And I prithee be my God.
13: By this light, a most perfidious and drunken monster. When his God's asleep, he'll rob
9: his bottle. I'll kiss thy foot. I'll swear myself thy true subject. Come on then, down
13: and swear. Shall laugh myself to death at this puppy headed monster, a most scurvy monster. I could find it in my heart to beat him.
14: Come, kiss.
13: But that the poor monster then drink, an abominable monster.
9: I'll show thee all the best springs. I'll pluck thee berries. I'll fish for thee and get thee wood enough. Uh, A plague upon the tyrant whom I serve. I'll bear him no more sticks, but follow thee, thou wondrous man. A most ridiculous monster to make a wonder of a poor drunkard. I prithee, I prithee, let me bring thee where crabs grow, uh, and, and I with my long nails will dig thee pig nuts. Uh, I'll show thee a jay's nest, and, and instruct thee how to snare the uh, nimble marmoset. I'll bring thee to clustering filberts, and uh, sometimes I'll get thee young scammels from the rock. Wilt thou go with me? I prithee now,
14: lead the way without Uh, any more talking. Trinculo, the king and all our company else being drowned, we will inherit here. Here, bear my bottle, fellow Trinculo. We'll fill him here by and by again.
9: Farewell, master. Farewell, farewell,
13: A howling monster, a drunken monster.
9: No more dams, a wakeful (laughs) fish, nor fetch in firing at requiring, nor scrape trencher, nor wash dish. The (laughs) Caliban has a new master, get a new man. Freedom, high day, high day, freedom. Freedom, high day, freedom!
14: (laughs) Oh, brave monster, lead the way.
0: (laughs) Exent. Act 3, scene 1, before Prospero's cell enter Ferdinand bearing a log.
11: There be some sports are painful, and their labor delight in them sets off. Some kinds of baseness are nobly undergone, and most poor matters point to rich ends. This my mean task would be as heavy to me as odious, but the mistress which I serve quickens. What's dead and makes my labor's pleasures, oh, she is ten times more gentle than her father's crabbed, and he's composed of harshness. I must remove some thousands of those logs and pile them up upon a sore injunction. My sweet mistress weeps when she sees me work, and says such baseness had never like executor. I forget, but these sweet thoughts do even refresh my labours, most busy lest when I do it,
0: and to Miranda and Prospero at a distance unseen. Alas, now I, I pray you, work not so hard.
6: I would the lightning had burnt up those logs that you are enjoined to pile. Pray, set it down and rest you. When this burns, twill weep for having wearied you. My father is hard at study. Pray now, rest yourself. He's safe for these three hours.
11: Oh, most dear mistress, the sun will set before I shall discharge what I must strive do.
6: If you'll sit down, I'll bear your logs the while. Pray give me that. I'll carry it to the pile.
11: Oh, oh, precious creature. I'd rather crack my sinews, break my back, than you should such dishonor undergo, while I sit lazy by.
6: It would become me as well as it does you, and I should do it with much more ease. For my good will is to it, and yours it is against.
7: Oh, um... Thou art infected, this visitation shows it. You look wearily.
11: Oh, no, noble mistress. Tis fresh morning with me when you are by at night. I do beseech you, chiefly that I might set it in my prayers. What is your name?
10: Miranda.
6: Oh, oh, my father, I have broke your husk to say so.
11: Admired Miranda oh indeed the top of admiration worth what's dearest to the world full many a lady i have eyed with best regard and many a time the harmony of their tongues hath into bondage brought my too diligent ear for several virtues have i liked several women never any, so fun soul but some defect in her did quarrel with the noblest grace she owed and put it to the foil but you Oh, you, so perfect and so peerless, are created of every creature's best.
6: I do not know one of my sex, no woman's face remember, save from my glass mine own. Nor have there seen more that I may call men than you, good friend, my father. How features are abroad I am skillless of, but by my modesty, The jewel in my dower, I would not wish any companion in the world but you. Nor can imagination form a shape besides yourself to like of. But I paddle something too wildly, and my father's precepts I therein do forget.
11: I am in my condition a prince, Miranda. I do think a king. I would not so and would no more endure this wooden slavery than to suffer the flesh fly blow my mouth. Hear my soul speak. The very instant that I saw you, did my heart fly to your services. There resides to make me slave to it. And for your sake, am I this patient log man.
13: Do you love
6: me?
11: Oh, Kevin. Oh, uh, earth, bear witness to this sound and crown what I profess with kind event, if I speak true. If hollowly, invert what best is boded me to mischief. I, beyond all limit of what else I, uh, what else in the world do love, prize, honor you.
6: I am a fool to weep at what I am glad of.
7: There, of the two most rare affections. Heavens rain grace on that which breeds between them.
11: Wherefore weep you?
6: Mine unworthiness that dare not offer what I desire to give, much less take what I shall die to want. But this is trifling, and all the more it seeks to hide itself, the bigger bulk it shows. Hence, bashful cunning, and prompt me plain and holy innocence. I am your wife, if you will marry me. If not, I'll die your maid. To be your fellow you may deny me, but I'll be your servant, whether you will or no.
11: My mistress, dearest, and I thus humble ever.
6: My husband, then.
11: I, with a heart as willing as bondage, eared of freedom, here's my hand.
6: And mine, with my heart in it.
0: And now farewell, till half an hour hence.
11: Oh, a thousand thousand.
0: Exit, Ferdinand, and Miranda severally.
11: So glad
7: of this as they I cannot be who are surprised with all, but my rejoicing at nothing can be more. Out of my book, for yet ere supper-time, must I perform much business appertaining.
0: Exit. Scene two, another part of the island. Enter Caliban, Stefano, and Trinculo.
14: Tell not me when the bot is out. We will drink water when the butt is out not a drop before. Therefore, bear up in boredom. Servant monster, drink to me.
13: Servant monster, the folly of this island. They say there's but five upon this isle. We are three of them. If the other two be brained like us, the state totters
14: drink, servant monster, when I bid thee, thy eyes are almost set in thy head. Where should they be set else? He were a brave monster
13: indeed if they were set in his tail.
14: My bare monster hath drowned his tongue in sack. For my part, the sea cannot drown me. I swear ere I could recover the shore five and thirty legs off and on. By this light, thou shalt be my lieutenant, monster, or my standard. Your lieutenant, if you list. He's no standard. You'll not run,
13: monsieur monster. nor go neither. But you'll lie like dogs and yet say nothing neither.
14: Mooncalf, speak once in thy life if thou be'st a good mooncalf. Hey, mooncalf. I'd love to hear you speak, show sure your voice is great.
9: How oh. does thine honor, honor, let me lick thy shoe? I'll not serve him. He's not valiant.
13: Thou liest, most ignorant monster. I am encased to justle a look constable. Why, thou deboshed fish, thou? Was there ever a man, a coward, that hath drunk so much sack as I to-day? Wilt thou tell a monstrous lie being but half a fish and half a monster?
9: No! How he mocks me! Wilt thou let him, my lord,
13: Lord quoth he that a monster should be such a natural
9: lo lo again, bite him to death, I
14: prithee, Trinculo, keep a good tongue in your head if you prove a mutineer. the next tree oh. the, the poor the poor monster's my subject, and he shall not suffer indignity.
9: I thank my noble lord. Oh. Wilt thou be pleased to hearken once again to the suit I made to thee?
14: <laughs> Mary, will I kneel and repeat it? I will stand, and so shall Drinkulo. Enter
10: Ariel,
0: invisible.
9: As I told thee before, I am subject to a tyrant, a a sorcerer, that by his cunning hath cheated me of this island. (coughs) Thou liest! Thou liest, thou jesting monkey thou! I would my valiant master would destroy thee! I do not lie. Trinculo,
14: if you trouble him any more in his tale, by this end, I will supplant some of your teeth.
10: Well,
12: I say <laughs> nothing.
14: Nothing, and no more.
12: Proceed.
9: I say, by sorcery, he got this isle, and from me he got it. But if thy greatness will revenge it on him, For I now, I know thou darest, but this thing dare not.
14: That's most certain.
9: Uh, Thou shalt be lord of it, and I'll serve thee.
14: Now, now, shall this be compassed? Canst thou bring me to the party?
9: Yea, yea, my lord. I'll yield him thee asleep. where thou mayest knock a nail into his head. Thou liest, thou canst not. What a
10: pine
9: is this, thou scurvy patch? I do beseech thy greatness, give him blows. Uh, take his bottle from him. When that's gone, he shall drink naught but brine, for I'll not show him where the quick freshes are.
14: Trinculo, run into no further danger. Interrupt this monster one word further, and by this hand I'll turn my mercy out of doors and make a stockfish of thee.
13: What What? what did I? I did nothing. I'll go further off. Didst thou not
14: say he lied? And I asked... Do I, do I so, take thou that? As you like this, give me the lie another time. <laughs> I did not give the lie. Out of your wits and bearing, to A pox of your bottle,
13: this can sack and drinking, do. A moraine on your monster,
14: and the devil take your fingers.
10: <laughs>
14: now forward with your tail, prithee. Stand Father, oh, off.
9: Beat him enough. <laughs> After a little time, I'll beat him too.
14: <laughs> hey, stand father. Come, proceed.
9: Why, as I told thee, uh, tis a custom with him in the afternoon hmm. Uh, to sleep, there mayst thou brain brain him, having first seized his uh, books, or uh, with a log batter his skull, or paunch him with a stake, or uh, cut his weasened with thy knife, Remember first to possess his books, uh, for without them he's but a uh, sot, uh, uh, as, as I am, <laughs> and nor hath not one spirit to command. They all do hate him, rootedly as I It burn but his books. He has brave uh, ten seals, for so he calls them, which, when he has a house, a hill, he'll deck with all, uh, and that most uh ooh, that 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 most deeply, deeply to consider is the beauty of his daughter, oh, he himself calls her a uh, Non powreal, yeah. I, I, I never saw a woman, uh, but only Sycorax, my damn. She, uh, 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 but, but 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 she, as far surpasseth Sycorax as uh, greatest does least. Uh,
14: She is so brave, alas.
9: Aye, lord, she will become thy bed, I warrant. bring thee forth, brave brood.
14: Monster, I will kill this man. His daughter and I will be king and queen. Save our graces, and Trinculo, and thyself shall be a viceroy's. Dost thou like this plot, Trinculo?
1: Excellent.
14: Give me thy hand. I am sorry I beat thee, but while thou livest. keep a good tongue in thy head.
9: Within this half hour? Will he be asleep? Wilt thou destroy him then?
14: Aye. On mine honour.
8: This will I tell my master. Thou
9: makest me merry. I am full of pleasure. Uh, let us be jocund. Will you troll the cats you taught me but while air? At
14: thy request, monster, I will uh, do reason, any reason, Come on, Trinkula, Let us sing, flout him and scout him and scout him and flout him. Thought is
9: free. That's not the tune.
10: <laughs>
13: what? What? Is this the same? This is the tune of our catch. Played by the picture of nobody.
14: If thou beest a man, show thyself in thy likeness. If thou beest a devil, take us thou list.
13: Oh, forgive me my sins.
14: He that dies pays all debts. I defy thee mercy upon us.
9: Art thou feared? No, monster. Not I. Be not afeard. The isle is full of noises, sounds, and sweet airs that give delight and hurt not. Sometimes a thousand twangling instruments will hum about mine ears. And, and and sometimes voices that if, if I then had waked after long sleep will make me sleep again. And then in dreaming the clouds methought would open and show riches ready to drop on me that When I waked, I cried to
7: dream again.
14: This will prove a brave kingdom to me, where I shall have my music for nothing.
9: Uh, When Prospero is destroyed.
14: That shall be. By and by, I'll remember the story.
13: The sound is going away. Let's follow it, and after, do our work.
14: Lead monster. We'll follow. I would I could see this taber. He lays it on. Wilt
13: will come. I'll follow, Stefano.
0: Excent. Scene 3, another part of the island. Enter Alonzo, Sebastian, Antonio, Gonzalo, Adrian, Francisco, and others.
10: But
3: lake, and I can go no further, sir. My old bones ache. Here's a maze trod indeed through forthrights and meanders. By your patience I needs must rest me. O
2: oh Lord, I cannot blame thee, who am myself attached with weariness to the dulling of my spirits. Sit down and rest. In here I will put off my hope and keep it no longer for my flattering. He is drowned, whom thus we stray to find, and the sea mocks our frustrate search on land. Well
5: let him go. I am right glad that he is so out of hope. Do not for one repulse forego the purpose that you resolve to effect.
4: Next advantage we will take thoroughly.
5: Let it be tonight, for now they are so oppressed with travel, they will not nor cannot use such vigilance as when they are fresh.
4: I say tonight, no more.
0: Solomon strange
2: music What harmony is this My good friends hark
3: marvelous sweet music
0: Enter Prospero above invisible enter several strange shapes bringing in a banquet they dance about it with gentle actions of salutation and inviting the king and company to eat they
2: depart Give us kind keepers heavens
4: what were these a living drollery Now I will believe that there are unicorns, that in Arabia there was one tree, the phoenix throne, one phoenix at this hour reigning there. I'll believe both. And what does else want credit come to me? And I'll be sworn tis true.
5: Travelers ne'er did lie, though fools at home condemn em.
3: If in Naples I should report this now, would they believe me? If I should say I saw such islanders? For certes, these are people of the island, who, though they are of monstrous shape, yet, note, their manners are more gentle kind than of our human generation, you shall find many, nay, almost any.
7: Honest lord, thou hast said well, for some of you there present are worth than devils. Cannot too much muse such shapes, such gesture,
2: and such sound expressing, although they want the use of tongue, a kind
4: of excellent dumb discourse. Praise in departing.
12: They vanished strangely.
4: No matter, since they have left their viands behind, we have, for we have stomachs. Will it please you taste of what is here? Not I.
3: Faith, sir, we need not fear when we were boys who would believe that there were mountaineers dewlapt like bulls whose throats had hanging out wallets of flesh or that there were such men whose heads stood in their breasts which now we find each putter out of five for one will bring us good
2: warrant of i will stand too and feed although my last no matter since i feel the best is past Brother, my lord, the duke, stand to and do as we.
0: Thunder and lightning, enter Ariel like a harpy, claps his wings upon the table, and with a quaint device the banquet vanishes.
8: You are three men of sin, whom destiny did have to instrument this lower world and what is in it. A never-surfeited sea hath cause to belch up you. And on this island, where man doth not inhabit you, amongst men being most unfit to live, I have made you mad. And even with such like valour men hang and drown their proper selves, you fools I and my fellows are ministers of fate The elements of whom your swords are tempered May well wounds the loud winds Or with bemocked at stabs Killed as still close in waters As diminish one dowel that's in my plume My fellow ministers are like and vulnerable If you could hurt, your swords are now too massive for your strands, and will not be uplifted. But remember, for that's my business to you, that you tree from Milan did supplant good prospero. Exposed unto the sea Which hath requited him and his innocent child For which foul deeds the powers delay in Not forgetting Having sensed the seas and shores Yea, all the creatures against your peace Be of thy son, Alonzo they have bereft and do pronounce by me lingering perdition worse than any debt can be at once shall step by step attend you and your ways whose rats to guard you from which here in this most desolate isle falls upon your heads is nothing but heart sorrow and a clear life ensuing. He
0: vanishes in thunder, then, to soft music, enter the shapes again, and dance with mocks and mows, and carrying out the table.
7: Bravely the figure of this harpy hast thou performed, my Ariel. a grace it had devouring. Of my instruction hast thou nothing baited in what thou hast had to say. So... With good life and observations strange, my meaner ministers, their several kinds, have done. My high charms work, and these mine enemies are all knit up in their distractions. They now are in my power, and in these fits I leave them. While I visit man whom they suppose is drowned, and his and mine left doubling. Exit below, above.
3: In the name of something holy, sir, why stand you in this
2: strange stare? Oh, it is monstrous, monstrous. Methought the billows spoke and told me of it. The winds did sing it to me, and the thunder, that deep and dreadful organ-pipe, pronounced the name of Prosper. It did base my trespass. Therefore my son in the ooze is bedded, and I'll seek him deeper than air plumed sounded and with him there lie muddied.
4: But one fiend at a time, I'll fight their legions over. I'll be
5: thy second.
0: Exent Sebastian Antonio.
4: Mm, all
3: three of them are desperate. Their great guilt, like poison given to work a great time after, now begins to bite their spirits. I do beseech you that are of suppler joints, follow them swiftly and hinder them from what this ecstasy may now provoke them to. Mm,
0: follow. I pray you. Exent. Act four, scene one, before Prospero's cell, enter Prospero, Ferdinand, and Miranda.
7: If I have too austerely punished you, your compensation makes amends, but I have given you here a third of mine own life, or that for which I live, who once again I tender to thy hand. All thy vexations were but my trials of thy love, and thou hast strangely stood the test. Here, afore heaven, I ratify this my rich gift. Ferdinand, do not smile at me that I boast her off, for thou shalt find she will outstrip all praise and make it halt behind her.
11: I do believe it against an oracle.
7: Then, as my gift and thine own acquisition worthily purchased, take my daughter. But if thou dost break her virgin knot before all sanctimonious ceremonies may with full and holy right be ministered, no sweet aspersion shall the heavens let fall to make this contract grow. But barren hate, sour eyed disdain and discord shall bestow the union of your beds with weeds so loathly that you shall hate it both. Therefore take heed as hymen's lamps shall light you.
11: As I hope for quiet days, Fair issue and long life, with such love as tis now the murkiest den, the most opportune place the strongest strong st- suggestion, our worser genius can, shall never melt mine honour into lust, to take away the edge of that day's celebration, when I shall think, or Phoebus' steeds are foundered, or night kept chained below.
7: Fairly spoke, sit then and talk with her, she is thine own. But Ariel, my industrious servant, Ariel! Enter Ariel. Whew.
8: What would my potent master? Here I am.
7: Thou and thy meaner fellows your last service did worthily perform.
8: Oh, thank you very and much. And
7: I must use you in such another trick. Go, bring the rebel, or whom I give thee power, here to this place. Incite them to quick motion, for I must bestow upon the eyes of this young couple some vanity of mine art. It is my promise. They expect it from me.
8: Presently? Aye, with a twink. Oh, before you can say, come and go, and breed twice and cry so-so, each one tripping on his toe will be here with a mop and mow. Do you love me, master? Aye, no. Dearly, my delicate
7: animal, <laughs> do not approach till loudest hear me call.
8: Well, I conceive. Exit. Look thou be
7: true. Do not give dallits too much the rain. The strongest oaths are straw to the fire of the blood. Be more abstemious, or else, good night. Your vow.
11: I warrant you, sir. The white, cold virgin snow upon my heart abates the ardor of my liver. Well.
7: Now, come, my Ariel. Bring a corollary rather than want a spirit. Appear and pertly. No tongue. All eyes. Be silent.
0: Soft music.
7: Enter Iris.
15: Ceres, most bounteous lady, thy rich lees of wheat, rye, barley, vetches, oats, and peas, thy turfy mountains where living, live nibbling sheep, and flat meads thatched with slover them to keep, thy banks with pined and twilled brims, which spongy April at thy hest betrims, to make cold nymphs chase crowns, and thy broom groves, whose shadow the dismissed bachelor loves, being last lorn. Thy pole clipped vineyard and thy sea marge sterile and rocky hard, where thou thyself dost err. The queen of the sky, whose watery arch and messenger am I, bids thee leave these and with her sovereign grace here on this grass plot, in this very place, to come and sport. Her peacocks fly amain. Approach, rich Ceres, her to entertain. Enter Ceres.
13: Hail, many colored messenger that ne'er dost disobey the wife of Jupiter, who with thy saffron wings upon my flowers diffusest honey-drops, refreshing, refreshing showers, and with each end of thy blue bow dost crown my bosky acres and my unshrugged dam, rich scarf to my proud earth, why hath thy queen summoned me hither to this short-grassed green?
15: A contract of true love to celebrate, and some donation freely to estate on the blessed lovers.
13: Tell me, heavenly bow, if Venus or her son, as thou dost know, do attend the queen, since they did plot that means uh, they did plot the means that dusky dis, my daughter, got, her and her blind boy scandal company, I have forsworn.
15: Of her society be not afraid. I met her deity cutting the clouds towards Paphos and her son dove drawn with her. Here thought they to have done some Wanton charm upon this man and maid, Whose vows are that no bedright shall be paid Till Hymen's torch be lighted. But vain Mars' hot minion is returned again. Her waspish-headed son has broke his arrows. Swares he will shoot no more, but play with sparrows, And be a boy
1: right out. Highest queen of state, great Juno comes. I know her by her gate. Enter Juno. How does my bounteous sister... Go with me to bless this twain that they may prosperous be and honored in their issue.
13: Okay, God forgive us. (laughs) No, you two, why?
10: Uh.
5: (laughs) Honor riches, marriage blessing long continuance and increasing. Hourly joys be still upon you. Juno sings
1: her blessings upon you. <laughs> Earth's increase, boys in plenty, bonds and garners never yeah. end. Minds unclustering, clustering
13: bunches growing, planting goodly burdens
14: flowing. Spring come to you
13: at the farthest, at the very end of harvest.
14: Scarcity and want
13: shall shun you. Sari's
1: blessing, so is on you.
11: This is a most majestic vision, and harmoniously charmingly bold to think these spirits. Spirits, which by mine art I have from
7: their confines called to enact my present fancies.
11: Oh, let me live here ever. So rare a wondered father and a wife makes this place paradise.
0: Juno you know and Ceres whisper and send Iris on employment.
7: Sweet, now oh, silent. Juno and Ceres whisper seriously. There's something else to do. Hush and be mute, or else our spell is marred.
15: You nymphs called naiads of the windering brooks, with your sedged crowns and ever harmless looks, leave your crisp channels and on this green land answer your summons. Juno does command. Come, temperate nymphs, and help to celebrate a contract of true love. Be not too late. Enter certain
0: nymphs, you
15: sunburnt sicklemen of August weary, come hither from the furrow and be merry, make holiday, your rye straw hats put on, and these fresh nymphs encounter every one in country footing.
0: Enter certain reapers, properly habited, they join with the nymphs in a graceful dance. Towards the end whereof, Prospero starts suddenly and speaks, after which, to a strange hollow and confused noise, they heavily vanish.
7: I had forgot that foul conspiracy of the beast Caliban and his confederates against my life. The minute of their plot is all. Well
11: done. Avoid. No more. This is strange. Your father's in some passion that works him strongly.
6: Never till this day saw him saw I him touched with anger so distempered.
7: You do look, my son, in a moved sort, as if you were dismayed. Be cheerful, sir, our revels now are ended. These, our actors, as I foretold you, were all spirits, and are melted into air, into thin air. And like the baseless fabric of this vision, the cloud-capped towers, the gorgeous palaces, the solemn temples, the great globe itself, yea, all which it inherit, shall dissolve, and, like this insubstantial pageant faded, leave not a rack behind. We are such stuff as dreams are made on, and our little life is rounded with a sleep. (sighs) Sir, I am vexed. Bear with my weakness. My brain is troubled. Be not disturbed with my infirmity. If if you be pleased, retire into my cell and there repose. At turn or two, I'll walk to still my beating mind.
6: We wish your peace. Exactly.
7: Come. With a thought, I thank thee. Ariel, come.
0: Enter Ariel.
8: Thy thoughts I cleave to. What's thy pleasure? Sir, spirit, we must prepare to meet with Caliban. Ay, my commander. When I presented Cyrus, I thought to have told thee of it, but I feared lest I might anger thee. Say again,
7: where didst thou leave these valets?
8: I told you, sir, they were red-hot with drinking. So fond of valour that they smote the air room for breathing in their faces, beat the ground for kissing of their feet. Yes, always bending towards their project. Then I beat me timbre, and which, like unbacked coats, they picked their ears. Advanced their eyelids, lifted up their noses, and they smelt music. So I charmed their ears, that calf-like they my lowen followed true. Toot-briars, sharp furzers, pricking goss in thorns, which entered their frail shins. At last I left them in a filthy mantled pole beyond yourself cell. <laughs> They're dancing up to their chins, and a foul lake or stunk their feet. This was well
7: done, my bird. Thank you. Thy shape invisible retain thou still. The trumpery in my house, go, bring it hither, for stale to catch these thieves.
8: I go, I go. Exit.
7: A devil, a born devil, on whose nature, nature, nurture can never stick, on whom my pains humanely taken, all, all lost, quite lost. And as with age his body uglier grows, so his mind cankers. I will plague them all, even to roaring.
0: Re-enter Ariel, load with glistening apparel and company.
7: Come, hang them on this line.
0: Prospero and Ariel remain invisible. Enter Caliban, Stefano, and Trinculo, all wet.
9: Pray you, tread softly, that the blind mole may not hear a footfall. We are now near his cell.
14: Monster! Your fairy, which you say is a harmless fairy, has done little better than played the jack with us.
13: Sir, I do smell all horse piss, at which my nose is in great indignation. Mm.
14: So is mine. Do you hear, monster? If I should take a displeasure against you, Mm. look you
13: wert but a lost monster.
9: Good my lord, give me thy favor still. Be patient, for the prize I'll bring thee to shall hoodwink this mischance. Therefore speak softly. All's hushed as midnight now.
13: Aye, but to lose our
14: bottles in the pool. Shh! That is- not only disgrace and dishonour in that monster, but an infinite loss
13: There's more that's more to me than my wedding. Yet this is your harmless fairy, monster
14: I will fetch off my bottle though I'll be your ears from our labour.
9: Breathe my king Be quiet What seest thou here? This is the mouth of the cell. No noise and enter. Do that good mischief which may make this island thine, thine own forever, and I thy Caliban, for I thy foot liquor.
14: Give me thy hand, for I'll do. Begin to have bloody thoughts.
13: Oh, King Stefano! Oh, beer! Oh, worthy Stefano! look what a wardrobe here is for thee!
9: Let it alone! Thou fool! It isn't but
13: trash! Oh, oh, monster! We know what belongs to a frippery! Oh, King Stefano!
14: Put off that gown, Trinculo, By thy I'll have this gown.
13: Like this shall have it. Oh,
9: the dropsy drown this fool. Uh, what do you mean to dote on such luggage? Let's let it alone and, and do the murder first. If he wake from toe to crown, he'll fill our skins with pinches. Make us strange stuff. Be you quiet, monster.
14: Miss Shrine... Is not this my jerkin? <laughs> now is the jerkin under the line. Now jerkin, you are allowed to lose your air. and prove a bold jerkin.
13: Do, do. We steal by line and level and it's like your grace.
14: <laughs> oh, thank you for that jest. And uh, here's a garment for it. Which shall not go unrewarded well i am king of this country Steal by line and level is an excellent pass of fate there's another garment for it monster come put some lime upon
13: your fingers and away with the rest
9: i will have none aunt we shall lose our time and all be turned to barnacles or to apes with foreheads marvellous law. Oh, monster,
14: lay to your fingers. Step to banish away where my old head of wine is, or I'll turn you out of my kingdom. Go to carry this. And this. And this.
0: A noise of hunters heard. Enter divers' spirits in shape of dogs and hounds and hunt them about. Prospero and Ariel setting them on.
7: Hey, mountain, hey!
8: Silver, I there it go, silver!
7: Fury, fury! There, tyrant, there! Hark!
0: Hark! Steps <laughs> out.
7: Go, charge my goblins that they grind their joints with dry convulsions. Shorten up their sinews with aged cramps and more. Pinch spotted, make them that part of catamountain.
8: Mountain. Uh, hark, they roar! Let
7: them be hunted soundly. At This hour lie at my mercy, all my enemies. Shortly shall all my labors end, and thou shalt have the air at freedom. For a little, follow and do me service. Exit.
0: Act five, scene one. Before Prospero's cell, enter Prospero in his magic
7: robes and Ariel. Now does my project gather to a head. My charms crack not, my spirits obey. Time goes upright with his carriage. How's the day?
8: Uh, on the sixth hour, at which time, my lord, you said our work should cease. I did
7: say so, when first
8: I raised the tempest. Say, my spirit, how fares the king and his followers? Uh, confined together. In the same fashion as you gave in charge, just as you left them. All prisoners, sir. In the line grove where the weather fends your cell, they cannot budge till you release. The king, his brother and yours, abide all three distracted, and the remainder mourning over them, brimful of sorrow and dismay. But chiefly, him that you term, sir, the good old large... Gonzalo? Yeah. His tears run down his beard, like winter's drops from eaves of raids. Your charm so strongly works him that if you now beheld him, oh, your affections would become tender. Must thou think so, Spirit? Mine would, sir. Or I, human. And
7: mine shall. Hast thou, which is but air, and touch it, a feeling of their afflictions, and shall not myself, one of their kind, that relish all as sharply passion as they be, kindlier moved than thou art? Though with their high wrongs I am struck to the quick. Yet with my noble reason against my fury do I take part. The rarer action is in virtue than in vengeance. They they being penitent, the sole drift of my purpose doth extend not a frown further. Go, release them, Arrow. My charms I'll break, their senses I'll restore, and they shall be themselves.
8: I'll fetch them,
7: sir. Exit. (laughs) <laughs> elves of hills, brooks standing, lakes and groves. Thee that on the sands with prince's foot to chase the ebbing Neptune and to fly him when he comes back, demi puppets by that that by moonshine do the green sour ringlets make whereof the ewe not bites, you whose pastime is to make midnight mushrooms that rejoice to hear the solemn curfew, by whose aid. Weak masters though ye be, I have bedimmed the noontide sun, called forth the mutinous winds, and twixt the green sea, and the azure vault set roaring water. With the dread rattling thunder have I given fire, and drifted Joe's stout oak with his own bolt. The strong-based promontory have I made shake, and by the spurs plucked up the pine and cedar. Graves at my command have waked their sleepers, oped and let them forth by my so potent art. But this rough magic I hear abjure. And when I have required some heavenly music, which even now I do to work mine end upon their senses that this airy charm is for, I'll break my staff, bury it certain fathoms in the earth, and deeper than did ever plummet sound, I'll drown my book.
0: Solemn music. Re enter Ariel before, then Alonso with a frantic gesture, attended by Gonzalo, Sebastian, and Antonio in like manner, attended by Adrian and Francisco. They all enter the circle which Prospero has made, and there stand charmed, with Prospero observing, who speaks.
7: Solemn air, and the best comforter to an unsettled fancy, cure thy brains now, useless boiled within thy skull. There stand, for you are spell stopped. Holy Gonzalo, Honourable Man, mine eyes, even sociable to the show of time, fall fellowly drops. The charm dissolves apace, and as the morning steals upon the night, melting with darkness, so their rising senses begin to chase the ignorant fumes that mantle their clearer reason. O oh, good Gonzalo, my true preserver, and a loyal sir to him you follow'st. I will pay thy graces home both in word and deed. Most cruelly didst thou, Alonso, use me and my daughter. Thy brother was a furtherer in the act. Thou art pinched for it now, Sebastian. Flesh and blood, you brother mine that entertained ambition, expelled remorse and nature, who with Sebastian, whose inward pinches therefore are most strong, would here have killed your king. I do... Forgive thee, unnatural though thou art. Their understanding begins to swell, and the approaching tide will shortly fill the reasonable shore that now lies foul and muddy. Not one of them that yet looks on me or would know me. Ariel, fetch me the hat and rapier in my cell. I will discase me and myself present as I was sometime Milan. Quickly, spirit, thou shalt ere long be free.
0: Ariel sings and helps to attire him.
8: Where the bee sucks, there suck I. In a cow slip's bell high lie. There I couch when owls do cry. On the bat's back do I Fly. After summer, merrily, merrily, merrily shall I live now, under the blossom that hangs on the bough. (laughs) That's my dainty,
7: Ariel. I shall miss thee. But yet thou shalt have freedom, so, so, so. To the king's ship, invisible as thou art. There shalt thou find the mariners asleep under the hatches, the master and the boatswain being awake, and force them to this place,
8: and presently a prithee. I drink the air before me, and return, or air your pulse, twice beat. Exit. All torment, trouble,
3: wonder, and amazement inhabits here. Some heavenly power guide us out of this fearful country.
7: Behold, sir king, the wronged Duke of Milan, Prospero. For more assurance as a living prince doth now speak to thee, I embrace thy body, and to thee and thy company I bid a hearty welcome. Whether
2: thou be he or no, or some enchanted trifle to abuse me as late I have seen, I know not. Thy pulse beats as of flesh and blood, and since I saw thee the affliction of my mind amends, with which I fear a madness held me, this must crave, and if this be at all a most strange story. Thy dukedom I resign, and do entreat thou pardon me my wrongs. But how should Prospero be living and be here?
7: First, noble friend, let me embrace thine age whose honour cannot be measured or confined. Whether this be or be not, I'll not swear. You do yet taste some subtleties of the isle that will not let you believe things certain. Welcome, my friends, all. But you, my brace of lords, were I so minded, I here could pluck his highness' frown upon you and justify you traitors. This time... I will tell no tales.
4: devil speaks in him.
7: No! For you, most wicked sir, whom to call brother would even infect my mouth, I do forgive thy rankest fault, all of them, and require my dukedom of thee, which perforce I now thou must restore.
2: If thou beest prospero, give us particulars of thy preservation. How thou hast met us here, who three hours since were wrecked upon this shore, where I have lost. How sharp the point of this remembrance is, my dear son Ferdinand.
7: I am woe for it, sir.
2: Irreparable is the loss, and patience says it is past her cure.
7: I rather think you have not sought her help, of whose soft grace for the like loss I have her sovereign aid and rest myself content.
2: You the like loss?
7: As great to me as late, and supportable to make the dear loss, have I means much weaker than you may call to comfort you, for I have lost my daughter.
2: A daughter? Oh, heavens, that they were living both in Naples, the king and queen there. That they were, I wish myself, were mudded in that oozy bed where my son lies. When did you lose your daughter?
7: In this last tempest. I perceive these lords at this encounter do so much admire that they devour their reason and scarce think their eyes do offices of truth, their words are natural breath. But howsoe'er you have been jostled from your senses, know for certain that I am Prospero and that very Duke which was thrust forth of Milan who most strangely upon this shore, where you were wrecked, was landed, to be the Lordaunt. No more yet of this, for tis a chronicle of day by day, not a relation for a breakfast, nor befitting this first meeting. Welcome, sir. This sells my court. Here have I few attendants, and subjects none abroad. Pray you, look in. My dukedom, since you have given me again, I will requit you with as good a thing. At, at least bring forth a wonder to content you as much as me, my dukedom.
0: Here Prospero discovers Ferdinand and Miranda playing at chess. Sweet lord, you play me false.
11: No, my dearest love, I would nod for the world.
6: <laughs> yes, for a score of kingdoms you should wrangle, and I would call it fair play.
4: If this prove a vision of the island, one dear son shall I twice lose. A most high miracle.
11: Though the seas threaten, they are merciful. I have cursed them without cause.
2: Now all the blessings of a glad father compass thee about. Arise and say how thou camest here.
6: Oh wonder! How many goodly creatures are there here! How beauteous mankind is! O brave new
2: world, that has such people in it!
7: Is new to thee.
2: What is this maid with whom thou wast at play? Your eldest acquaintance cannot be three hours. Is she the goddess that hath severed us and brought us thus together?
11: Sir, she is mortal, but by immortal providence she's mine. I chose her when I could not ask my father for his advice, nor thought I had one. She is daughter to this famous Duke of Milan, of whom so often I have heard renown, but never saw before, of whom I have received a second life, and second father this lady makes him to me.
2: I am hers. But, oh, how oddly will it sound that I must ask my child forgiveness.
11: There,
7: sir, stop. Let us not burden our remembrance of the heaviness that's gone.
9: I have inly wept, or should have spoke ere
3: this. Look down, you god, and on this couple drop a blessed crown, for it is you that have chalked forth the way which brought us hither.
2: I say amen, Gonzalo. Was Milan thrust from
3: Milan that his issue should become kings of Naples? Oh, rejoice beyond a common joy, and set it down with gold on lasting pillars, in one voyage Did Clarabel, her husband, find at Tunis? And Ferdinand, her brother, found a wife where he himself was lost. Prospero, his dukedom, and a poor isle, and all of us ourselves, when no man was his own.
2: Give me your hands. Let grief and sorrow still embrace this heart that doth not wish you joy. Be it so, amen. Re-enter
0: Ariel with the master and bosun, amazedly following.
3: Oh, look, sir, look, sir. Here's more of us! I prophesied if a gallows were on land, this fellow could not ground. Now blasphemy that swears grace overboard, thought an oath on shore, hast thou no mouth by land? What is the news?
1: The best news is that we have safely found our king and company. The next, our ship, which but three glances since, we gave out split, is tight and yare and bravely rigged as when we first put out to sea.
8: Sir. All this service have I done since I went. My tricks, spirit.
2: These are not uh, natural events. They strengthen from strange to stranger. Say, how came you hither?
1: If I did think, sir, I were well awake, I'd strive to tell you. We were dead of sleep, and how, we know not, all clapped under hatches, where but even now, with strange and several noises of roaring, shrieking, howling, jingling chains, and more diversity of sounds, all horrible, we were awaked straightway at liberty, where we, in all her trim, freshly beheld our royal good and gallant ship, our master capering to eye her on a trice, so please you, even in a dream where we divided from them, and were brought moping hither
7: was well done bravely my diligence thou shalt be free
2: this is as strange a maze as Airben trod and there is the, in this business more than nature was ever conduct of some oracle must rectify our knowledge
7: sir by leave, do not infest your mind with beating of the strangeness of this business at picked leisure which shall be shortly single i'll resolve you which to you shall seem probable of every these happened accidents till then, be cheerful and think of each thing well come hither, spirit mm-hmm. set caliban and his companions free untie the mm-hmm. spell how fares my gracious sir there are yet missing of your company some few odd lads that you remember not
14: Get
8: in here, you bastards.
14: Every man shift for all the rest and let no man take care of himself for all is but fortune. Coraggio, bully monster, coraggio. If these be
13: true spies which I wear in my head, here's a goodly sight.
9: The boss, these be brave spirits indeed. How fine my master is. I am afraid
5: he will chastise me.
4: Ha-ha! <laughs> what things are these, my lord Antonio? Will money
5: Very like. One of them is a plain fish, and no doubt marketable.
4: Mark
7: but the badges of these men, my lords. Then say, if they be true, this misshapen knave, his mother was a witch, and one so strong that could control the moon, make flows and ebbs and deal in her command without her power. These three have robbed me, and this demi-devil, for he's a bastard one, had plotted with them to take my life. Two of these fellows you must know and own. This thing of darkness acknowledged mine. I shall
9: be pinched to death.
2: Is not this Stefano my drunken butler?
4: He is drunk now, where had he wine?
2: And Trinculo is reeling ripe. Where should they find this grand liquor that hath gilded them? How came'st thou in this pickle?
13: I have been in such a pickle since I saw you last, that I fear me will never out of my boats i shall
14: not fear fly blowing
4: why how now stefano oh
14: touch me not i am not stefano but a cramp
4: you'd be
7: king of the isle sirrah.
14: i should have been a sore one then this is a strange thing as
2: the air i looked on
7: he is as disproportioned in his manners as in his shape Go, Fira, to my cell. Take with you your companions, as you look to have my pardon, trim it handsomely.
9: Aye, that I will. I'll be wise hereafter and seek for grace. What a thrice double ass was I to take this drunkard for a god and worship this Dull fool.
4: Go to. Away.
2: Hence, and bestow your luggage where you found it.
4: Or stole it, rather.
0: Exent Caliban, Stefano, and Trinculo.
7: Sir, I invite your highness and your train to my poor cell, where you shall take your rest for this one night. Which part of it I'll waste with such discourse as, I not doubt, shall make it go quick away. The story of my life and the particular accidents gone by since I came to this isle. And in the morn I'll bring you to your ship, and so to Naples, where I have hoped to see the nuptial of these, our dear beloved Solemnites. And thence retire me to my melon where every third thought shall be my grave.
2: I long to hear the story of your life, which must take the ear strangely.
7: I'll deliver all. And promise you calm seas, auspicious gales, and sails are expeditious, you shall catch your royal fleet far off. My aerial chick, that is thy charge. Then, to the elements, be free, and fare thou well. Please you, draw near.
10: Exempt.
1: Epilogue.
7: Now my charms are all o'erthrown, and what strength I have's mine own which is most faint. Now, tis true, I must be here confined by you or sent to Naples. Let me not, since I have my dukedom got, and pardon the deceiver, dwell in this bare island by your spell. But release me from my bands with the help of your good hands. Gentle breath of yours my sails must fill or else my project fails, which was to please. Now I want spirits to enforce, art to enchant, and my ending is despair, unless I be relieved by prayer, which pierces so that it assaults mercy itself and frees all faults. As you from crimes would pardoned be, let your indulgence set me free.